Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 62. You know, sometimes it's easy to maybe not take God or your relationship with God very seriously. And for other people around who are wondering whether God exists or not, how do I take him seriously? Uh, Do I have to think deeply about this or not? It's easier sometimes just not to take God seriously. But in our passages today, we'll see how serious God is about what it means to have a relationship with him, to know him, and what happens when we don't. And so let's hear from these different passages and see what it means to be serious about our faith in God. We begin today with Deuteronomy chapter 31. Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. He said to them, Today I am 120 years old. I am no longer able to get about, and the Lord has said to me, You will not cross the Jordan. As for the Lord your God, he is about to cross over before you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will dispossess them. As for Joshua, he is about to cross before you, just as the Lord has said. The Lord will do to them, just as he did to Zion and Og, the Amorite kings, and to their land, which he destroyed. The Lord will deliver them over to you, and you will do to them according to the whole commandment I have given you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Then Moses called out to Joshua in the presence of all Israel and said, Be strong and courageous, for you will accompany these people to the land that the Lord has promised to give their ancestors, and you will enable them to inherit it. The Lord is indeed going before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Then Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the Levitical priests who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to all Israel's elders. He commanded them at the end of seven years at the time appointed of the cancellation of debts at the Feast of Shelters, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord God in the place he chooses, you must read this law before them within their hearing. Gather the people, men, women, and children, as well as the resident foreigners in your villages, so they may hear and thus learn about and fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the words of this law. Then their children who have not known this law will also hear about it and fear the Lord your God for as long as you live in the land you are crossing to the Jordan to possess. Then the Lord said to Moses, The day of your death is near. Summon Joshua and present yourselves in the tent of meeting so I can commission him. So Moses and Joshua presented themselves in the tent of meeting. The Lord appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud that stood above the door of the tent. Then the Lord said to Moses, You are about to die, and then these people will begin to prostitute themselves with the foreign gods of the land into which they are going. They will reject me and break my covenant that I have made with them. At that time my anger will erupt against them, and I will abandon them and hide my face from them until they are devoured. Many disasters and distresses will overcome them, so that they will say at that time, Have not these disasters overcome us because our God is not among us? But I will certainly hide myself at that time because of all the wickedness they have done by turning to other gods. Now write down for yourselves the following song and teach it to the Israelites. Put it in their very mouths so that the song may serve as a witness against the Israelites. For after I have brought them to the land, I promised to their ancestors one flowing with milk and honey, and they eat their fill and become fat. Then they will turn to other gods and worship them. They will reject me and break my covenant. 
Then when many disasters and distresses overcome them, this song will testify against them, for their descendants will not forget it. I know the intentions they have in mind today, even before I bring them to the land I have promised. So on that day, Moses wrote down this song and taught it to the Israelites, and the Lord commissioned Joshua son of Nun, saying, Be strong and courageous, for you will take the Israelites to the land I have promised them, and I will be with you. When Moses finished writing on a scroll the words of the law in their entirety, he commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, saying, Take this scroll of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. It will remain there as a witness against you, for I know about your rebellion and stubbornness. Indeed, even while I have been living among you to this very day, you have rebelled against the Lord. You will be even more rebellious after my death. Gather to me all your tribal elders and officials so I can speak to them directly about these things and call the heavens and the earth to witness against them. For I know that after I die, you will totally corrupt yourselves and turn away from the path that I have commanded you to walk. Disaster will confront you in future days because you will act wickedly before the Lord, inciting him to anger because of your actions. Then Moses recited the words of this song from start to finish in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel. And here is the song. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My teaching will drop like the rain. My sayings will drip like the dew, as rain drops upon the grass and showers upon the new growth. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord. You must acknowledge the greatness of our God. As for the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just. He is a reliable God who is never unjust. He is fair and upright. His people have been faithful to unfaithful to him. They have not acted like his children. That is their sin. They are perverse and deceitful generation. Then this, 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 how you repay the Lord, you foolish, unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator? Has he made you and established you? Remember the days. Bear in mind the years of past generations. Ask your father and he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided up humankind, he set boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the heavenly assembly. For the Lord's allotment is his people. Jacob is his special possession. The Lord found him in a desolate land, in an empty wasteland where animals howl. He continually guarded him and taught him. He continually protected him like the pupil of his eye. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that hovers over its young, so the Lord spread out his wings and took him. He lifted him up on his pinions. The Lord alone was guiding him. No foreign god was with him. He enabled him to travel over the high terrain of the land, and he ate the produce of the fields. He produced honey for him from the cliffs, and olive oil from the hardest of rocks, butter from the herd, and milk from the flock, along with the fat of lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan, along with the best of the kernels of wheat, and from the choice of grapes you drank wine. But Yeshurun became fat and kick it. You got fat, thick, and stuffed. Then he deserted the God who made him and treated the rock who saved him with contempt. They made him jealous with other gods. They enraged him with abhorrent idols. They sacrificed to demons, not God, to gods they had not known, to new gods who had recently come along, gods your ancestors had not known about. You forgot the rock who fathered you, and you put out of, the, out of your mind the God who gave you birth. But the Lord took note and despised them, because his sons and daughters enraged him. He said, I will reject them. I will see what will happen to them, for they are perverse generation, children who show no loyalty. They have made me jealous with false gods and ranging me with their worthless gods, so I will make them jealous with a people they do not recognize, with a nation slow to learn. I will enrage them. For a fire has been kindled by my anger, and it burns to lowest sheol. It consumes the earth and its produce and ignites the foundations of the mountains. 
I will increase their disasters. I will use up my arrows on them. They will be starved by famine, eaten by plague, and bitterly stung. I will send the teeth of wild animals against them, along with the poison of creatures that crawl in the dust. The sword will make people childless outside, and terror will do so inside. They will destroy both the young man and the virgin, the infant and the gray-haired man. I said, I want to cut them in pieces. I want to make people forget they ever existed. But I fear the reaction of their enemies, for their adversaries would misunderstand and say, Our power is great, and the Lord has not done all this. They are a nation devoid of wisdom, and there is no understanding among them. I wish that they were wise and could understand this, and that they could comprehend what will happen to them. How can one man chase a thousand of them, and two pursue ten thousand, unless the rock had delivered them up, and the Lord had handed them over? For our enemy's rock is not like our rock, and even our enemies concede, as even our enemies concede. For their vine is from the stock of Sodom, and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes contain venom, their clusters of grapes are bitter. Their wine is snake's poison, the deadly venom of cobras. Is it not stored up with me, says the Lord? Is it not sealed up in my storehouses? I will get revenge and pay them back. At that time their foot slips. For the day of their disaster is near, and the impending judgment is rushing upon them. The Lord will judge his people and will change his plans concerning his servants. When he sees that their power has disappeared and that no one is left, whether confined or set free. He will say, Where are their gods, the rock in whom they sought security, who ate the best of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise and help you. Let them be your refuge. See now that I, indeed I, am he, says the Lord, and there is no other God besides me. I kill and give life. I smash and I heal, and none can resist my power. For I raise up my hand to heaven and say, As surely as I live forever, I will sharpen my lightning-like sword, and my hand will grasp hold of the weapon of judgment. I will execute vengeance on my foes and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the slaughtered and the captured, the chief of the enemy's leaders. Cry out, O nations, with this people, for he will avenge his servant's blood. He will take vengeance against his enemies and make atonement for his land and his people. Then Moses went with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all of Israel, he said to them, Keep in mind all the words I am solemnly proclaiming to you today. You must command your children to observe carefully all the words of this law. For there is no idle word for you. It is, for, it is your life. By this word you will live a long time in the land you are about to cross the Jordan to possess. Then the Lord said to Moses that same day, Go up to this Abar... Abarim Hill County, country to Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab opposite Jericho, and look at the land of Canaan that I am giving to the Israelites as a possession. You will die on the mountain that you ascend and join your deceased ancestors, just as Aaron your brother died at Mount Hor and joined his deceased ancestors. For both of you rebelled against me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin when you did not show me proper respect among the Israelites." You will see the land before you, but you will not enter the land that I am giving to the Israelites. This is the blessing Moses, the man of God, pronounced upon the Israelites before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and revealed himself to Israel from Seir. He appeared in splendor from Mount Paran, and he came forth with ten thousand holy ones. With his right hand he gave a fiery law to them. Surely he loves the people. All your holy ones are in your power, and they sit at your feet, each receiving your words. 
Moses delivered to us a law, an inheritance for the assembly of Jacob. The Lord was king over Yeshurun when the leaders of the people assembled the tribes of Israel together. May Reuben live and not die, and may his people multiply. And this is the blessing to Judah, he said. Listen, O Lord, to Judah's voice, and bring him to his people. May his power be great, and may you help him against his foes. Of Levi, he said, Your Thummim and Urim belong to the, your godly one, whose authority you challenged at Massa, and with whom you argued at the waters of Meribah. He said to his father and mother, I have not seen him, and he did not acknowledge his own brothers or know his own children, for they kept your word and guarded your covenant. They will teach Jacob your ordinances and Israel your law. They will offer incense as a pleasant odor and a whole offering on your altar. Bless, O Lord, his goods, and be pleased with his efforts. Undercut the legs of any who attack him and of those who hate him so that they cannot stand. Of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord will live safely by him. He protects him at all, all the time, and the Lord places him on his chest. Of Joseph, he said, May the Lord bless his land, but with a harvest produced by the sky, by the dew and by the depths uh, crouching beneath, with the harvest produced by the daylight and by the moonlight, with the best of the ancient mountains and the harvest produced by aged old hills, with the harvest of the earth and its fullness and the pleasure of him who resided in the burning bush, may blessing rest upon Joseph's head and on the top of the head of the one set apart from his brothers. May the firstborn of his bull bring him honor and may his horns be those of a wild ox. With them may he gore all peoples, all the far reaches of the earth. They are ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are thousands, they are the thousands of Manasseh. Of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, when you go outside, and Issachar, when you are in your tents. They will summon peoples to the mountain. There they will sacrifice proper sacrifices, for they will enjoy the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the shores. Of Gad, he said, Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad. Like a lioness he will dwell. He will tear at an arm, indeed a scalp. He has selected the best part for himself, for the portion of the ruler is set aside there. And he came He came with the leaders of the people. He obeyed the righteous laws of the Lord and his ordinances with Israel. Of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub. He will leap forth from Bashan. Of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, overflowing with favor and full of the Lord's blessing, possess the west and south. Of Asher, he said, Asher is blessed with children. May he be favored by his brothers, and may he dip his foot in olive oil. The bars of your gates will be made of iron and bronze, and may you have lifelong strength. There is no one like God, O Yeshurun, who rides through the sky to help you on the clouds in majesty. The everlasting God is a refuge, and underneath you are his eternal arms. He has driven out his enemies before you and said, Destroy! Israel lives in safety. The fountain of Jacob is quite secure. In a land of grain and new wine, indeed, its heavens rain down dew. You have joy, Israel. Who is like you? You are a people delivered by the Lord, your protective shield, and your exalted sword. May your enemies cringe before you. May, they, may you trample on their backs. Then Moses ascended from the rift valley plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the summit of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. The Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead to Dan, and all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the distant sea, the Negev and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of date palm trees, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it, but you will not cross over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, as the Lord had said. 
He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab near Beth Peor, but no one knows his exact burial place to this very day. Moses was 120 years old when he died, but his eyes, but his eye was not dull, nor had his vitality departed. The Israelites mourned for Moses in the Rift Valley plains of Moab for 30 days. The days of mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had placed his hands on him, and the Israelites listened to him and did just what the Lord had commanded Moses. No prophet ever again arose in Israel like Moses, who knew the Lord face to face. He did all the signs and wonders the Lord had sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and the whole land. And he displayed great power and awesome might in view of all Israel. And so having heard Moses' final words and the seriousness of them, we turn to David, who also speaks words of seriousness in relationship to God and his longing for God to answer him in the midst of suffering. Psalm 13. For the music director, a psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you continue to ignore me? How long will you pay no attention to me? How long must I worry and suffer in broad daylight? How long will my enemy gloat over me? Look at me, answer me, O Lord, my God. Revive me or else I will die. Then my enemy will say, I have defeated him. Then my foes will will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trust in your faithfulness. May I rejoice because of your deliverance. I will sing praises to the Lord when he vindicates me. And we conclude today continuing in Luke chapter 13 and hearing the seriousness of Jesus' words. Now there were some present on that occasion who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered them, saying, Do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all of the other Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you all will perish as well. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the worker who tended the vineyard, For three years now I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and each time I inspect it I find none. Cut it down. Why should it continue to deplete the soil? But the worker answered him, Sir, leave it alone this year too, until I dig around it and put fertilizer on it. Then if it bears fruit next year, very well. But if not, you can cut it down. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and a woman who was there, who had been disabled uh, by a spirit for 18 years, was bent over and could not straighten herself up completely. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. Then he placed his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. But the president of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the crowd, There are six days on which work should be done, so come and be healed on one of those days, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from its stall and lead it to water? Then shouldn't this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be released from this imprisonment on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, but the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things he was doing. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? To what should I compare it? 
It is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the wild birds nested in its branches. Again he said, To what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all the dough had risen. Then Jesus traveled throughout the towns and villages, teaching and making his way toward Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? So Jesus said to them, Exert every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the head of the house gets up and shuts the door, then you will stand outside and start to knock on the door and beg him, saying, Lord, let us in. But he will answer to you, I don't know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know where you come from. Go away from me, all of you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. Then people will come from east and west and from north and south and take their place at the banquet table in the kingdom of God. But indeed, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be, who will be last. At that time, some Pharisees came up and said to Jesus, Get away from here because Herod wants to kill you. But Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox, Look, I am casting out demons and performing healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will complete my work. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the next day, because it is impossible that a prophet should be killed outside Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would have none of it. Look, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And so Jesus, again, very serious words and pleads with people to enter through the narrow door, to take his word seriously and to turn and trust in him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-